Hello everyone, welcome to our worship services on site, online, and for those of you watching later on demand. If we haven't had the chance to meet yet, my name is Mike Del Gallo and I serve as a Connections Pastor here on staff. You know, maybe you are a guest with us, this is your first time joining in, or maybe you've been joining in for the last couple of weeks. Either way, we are thrilled that you are here. In fact, I want to encourage you to fill out a Connect card uh, right now. So in fact, you can reach into the seat back in front of you and pull out the blue Connect card and fill that out and drop it off into the offering box as you leave the worship center. Also, you could fill out a digital card at faithbrook.church forward slash guest. Well, whether it's physical or digital, either way, two things would happen. One, I would love to personally thank you for joining in. And two, I would love to make a donation to Feed My Starving Children anonymously on your behalf. And this is something we do every week just to celebrate you joining in because we love it when new guests join in with us. So I look forward to connecting with you and making that donation on your behalf. I don't know about you, but this past week was hot, and I hope that you had an opportunity to stay cool for this 100-degree heat. Maybe you're at the lake, maybe you're on your deck, or maybe you're just out vacationing elsewhere. Any way it is, we still, as a church, want to live out our mission to love God, to love people, and journey together. And one of the best ways that we journey together is by staying connected even through these summer months. And so one of the things that we offer our summer connection events, and in fact, we have one coming up and make sure to mark your calendar for Friday, June 25th. This is a bring your own picnic on the lawn event. This is great for those of you that know a lot of others in the community and want to connect. And also maybe you are newer here and you don't know anybody. And this is great for you and your family as well, because you have an opportunity to meet others. Well, in fact, we have our lawn correspondent on location right now. So let's go over to him. Oh, uh, hey there, Pastor Mike. It is Pastor Brennan, long consultant, coming at you. Boy, it is a hot one today. The grass is green. The sun is definitely shining. I hope that in a couple weeks we will get some cooler temperatures. I cannot promise, though, that it won't snow. Back to you. Well, thank you, Pastor Brennan. And as he said, we cannot promise that snow will not come, but what we can promise is a great time connecting with one another. Also joining us will be the Ali family. They are missionaries from Kenya and they'll be joining in with us. And so this will be a great chance for those of you who know them to meet up with them. And also if you don't know who they are and want to hear more about their story and meet them, this is a great opportunity for you as well. So for more information about the Bring Your Own Picnic on the Lawn event, be sure to go to the Church Center app and click on events. We look forward to connecting with you there. Well, today is a different Sunday. Today is Impact Sunday, and we're taking a Sunday to review what God has done and how he is using Faithbrook to impact the community. So at this time, let's go ahead and welcome our lead pastor, Jim Comfort, as he shares what God has been up to. Hey, good morning. I'm Jim. Welcome to Faith Work this morning. And like Mike said, Pastor Mike said that this is kind of Impact Sunday. 
Uh, every or a lot of organizations and nonprofits have to give a report to their stakeholders of their finances and their operations. And so this is the day for our church as we enter into a new fiscal year. I want to welcome you. If you're watching us online, or maybe this is your first or second time, before you roll your eyes and say, oh, I don't know, this might be boring. Well, if you're checking out churches, uh, this might be exactly what would benefit you, because we're going to pull back the curtain, and you're going to be hearing a little bit about the, the core values and the nuts and bolts of Faithbrook, and maybe this is a place for you, so just kind of hang on. Well, how many of you are uh, relieved or excited that we are, I think we're post-pandemic, right? Things are, the masks are off, and we're getting a little bit more freedom, Woohoo! right? I mean, wow, what a year and a half, and uh, this has just been an incredible uh, uh, journey with our church and our globe and our country. Uh, so I want to report to you that Faithbrook, the last time I looked, survived the historic pandemic. Social, I'll just say there were four major storms that hit uh, the globe and the country and this church. The first one was the, the pandemic itself. There was a lot of vulnerabilities. Uh, there was a lot of restrictions and complications and limitations. And everyone, every family was trying to navigate this historic pandemic that hit our world. The second one is, is the, the racial storm that hit. Uh, there was a lot of tension in the air and conversations. It played on everyone's heart. Then throw in the political storm last year. I mean, people were, were on different sides and very vocal, and it was tense. And then the financial storm. So a lot of things got restructured. Some businesses dropped out, and people were holding on. And would we survive this storm? And it, it really affected our church. All these storms affected our church. I remember this time last year, we were out on the lawn having service because we had um, distance restrictions and we did not have our equipment to live stream. We were in line with a lot of other churches. Hey, we need to know, now go digital. And so we're out there. We're, we're hoping that everyone's safe. We're trying to check on people. We're asking when it's going to be over. Will we survive financially and just socially? What's happening? We, we try to do community in a new uh, Zoom digital way. And I'm going to report to you that, that we did survive. Now, sadly, we, we've had some losses. We've had some changes, and it's sad. However, I believe on the outside, this new uh, chapter in our world, we have a new chapter for our church that I'm, uh, that I'm excited about. We have pivoted. We have, have made some changes, and we are going forward. Uh, this morning, I just want to share a couple of ways that we made an impact through this last year, the pandemic year. Um, first of all, we, we still offered worship in, in different ways. Uh, sometimes we're open, sometimes we wasn't open, but online and in person, we still did worship, and we believe in a really relevant, inspiring way, the best that we could. A life-giving message, a biblical message that would motivate the saints, but at the same time be relevant to our friends and our seekers. I want to say thank you to Pastor Taylor and the worship team and the techs. I mean, they didn't know what was happening one week, the other. Some had COVID, some had to stand down, etc. But they survived, they did well, they're a little tired. But thank you for doing a great job through this last year. At the same time, we had our guest service team. 
so when we were op- available to open, we needed uh, greeters, we needed hosts, etc. And they were there. Uh, Frank came back, praise God, with the coffee, and it's hot and wonderful, praise God. And then we're like, hey, we, we, high value around here is children. And so Christy's like, I hope I can get enough volunteers. And she scrapes some volunteers back. And are these families going to come back? Are they going to bring their kids back? Do they feel safe enough? Everyone was, it was up for grabs. But slowly but surely, we trickled back. And because of those children's volunteers and, and Christy's leadership, um, we, we are alive and well. Now, some people say, well, what about your attendance? Well, that, that, that's been a, you know, um, a really a... a a changing, evolving way we do attendance. You know, we have a lot of people that watch us online. That, that surprises, not only just in our area, but in different states. Hey, I'm out there. I tell people, I, you know, I got, you know, 50 people watching me. Uh, they can see me, but I can't see them. That's, that's kind of strange for, men, for me. Who, who are you? But we, we say about 250 people call Faithbrook their, their home. On any given Sunday between online and in person, we got about 200 uh, people uh, watching us that goes, are participating on a Sunday. Some people are like, hey, I don't do Sunday morning, but I do Monday morning. Uh, okay, well, you count. All right, so around 200 people on any given weekend is where we would say our worship attendance is at. Now, the second thing that I want to report to you, that one of our big wins was our next generation. Uh, if we don't capture the next generation in America for Jesus Christ and, and uh, build in the principles that God in their life, we're, we're going to be in more trouble in our country. So it's a big deal. So you didn't know this, but on Tuesday nights that there is a group of preteen, we call them a level up ministry led by Brendan Burnt that uh, hosted 10 to 12 preteen, four, fifth, sixth graders. And they had a great time. Because remember, a lot of these kids were, were stuck in their home and, and distance learning. And would they come out? I remember last fall, um, he had a party out there on the first Tuesday, and all these little girls started showing up. And there's the you know, sixth grade boys, and they're throwing footballs and bumping into each other and stuff. And these little girls say, huh? I'm like, Brendan, I don't know if these girls are going to come back. I hope they come back because I'm not sure how this is going to work. Well, they came back. They came back, they didn't mind those boys, and they brought their friends, and, and they had a great turnout this year. They giggled and laughed, and, and they learned about the principles of Christ and the stories building into their life. It was a huge win during this last year. And second of all, Wednesday night, then it was the teenagers' time. It's like, well, wh- are they going to come, right? Are we going to play it safe and, and have some uh, places for them? Well, they came back, and they had a great time, and they kept growing. And by the end of this spring, they had to move into the sanctuary on Wednesday night because there were so many of them, and they, it was a great time to, to give them some distance there. And God really moved, uh, thanks to Pastor Taylor and Pastor Brendan and the volunteers. It was a beautiful thing this last year. Now, uh, one of the ways we try to disciple people and try to care for people is what we call life groups, small groups. Well, that got a little tricky, too. How, how do you do that? Some people are like, hey, I, need a, I don't want to get around too many people, spread germs. People are like, yeah, I'd love to get around people. And so we kind of navigated that. Some people are like, well, I'm just holding off, right? So we would say we had about eight life groups that kind of function off and on through the year. Uh, this is a place where people could uh, care for each other. Some groups uh, found some compassionate projects. People were checking in on each other. And the truth of the matter is we had some people that 
jumped into life groups. Pastor Mike does a great job of uh, just infusing enthusiasm and uh, support for these life groups. And I remember that this one person I had lunch with this, this last spring, and they said, I'm in a life group. I'm like, I hardly know you. Who, who are you? Oh, we've been watching you, and we came one time, and I just chose to sign up for a life group and showed up. I was like, you did? I didn't know that. Well, how was it? Were the people creepy or weird or anything? No, they were great. I was like, great, awesome, right? Don't see you on Sunday morning, but you're engaged and you're growing in the Lord and, and praise God for that. So we made an impact also in outreach. I mean, it was kind of hard to stand down, to make a difference in our, our, our neighborhoods and communities when you really couldn't, sometimes couldn't even go outside almost, right? So how did we do that? Well, last fall, we collaborated with uh, six other churches in the Maple Grove area and said, let's come together. Uh, how can we show Christ in our community? And so we came up with a slogan called, uh, We Love Maple Grove. And we came up with some ideas, even in the midst of, of limited, restricted uh, COVID. It's like, let's make sure that every elementary school teacher in Maple Grove gets a gift from our church to say, man, I know it's a tough year. You're, you're strained. And uh, we put a little gift back together. And because of Faithbrook and your giving and other churches, 700 elementary uh, school teachers got that gift bag saying, man, hang in there. We also put together a food pounding, uh, all of us churches for one month in October to help the needy in our area. It came to Christmas time. Well, we're like, hey, what can we do as a church? Who needs some help in our community? We're really about, all about that. <clears throat> uh, well, we, one of our partner ministries is Feed My Starving Children. Well, if you're familiar with them, you know it takes a lot of volunteers <clears throat> and funding. Well, they couldn't have volunteers. <clears throat> so we said, why? Well, let's give them a, a Christmas love offering. And, and we did that. You dug in your pocket <clears throat> and you gave a special Christmas offering for them. <clears throat> well... You couldn't really join people together and say, let's, let's, let's lock arms and go uh, uh, clean up some litter or someplace. But we can give, we can help. And uh, one of the issues that came on our, our plate was the homeless situation in Minneapolis and, and St. Paul, a lot of homeless people. Well, uh, there is an organization called the Settle Project that came up with a plan, a meaningful plan <clears throat> to help the homeless people. And their idea was to build tiny houses and get uh, some homeless families or homeless people and say, you're going to live on the back property of, of a church or something, and you're going to learn how to function and have responsibility in your little tiny house, and you outgrow that one day and get back in, into regular life, if you will. And so th they came to our, our docket and our sister church, Mosaic Church down in St. Paul, says we're going to be the host church. We got this little backyard of our church, and we're going to put uh, six of these little tiny houses, but we need some money. The city says you got to re-outfit your basement by code to have some ta showers and laundry and a community kitchen, et cetera, for these homeless people. We say we're in. We, we want to do something meaningful for the homeless population. So we asked for an offering this last spring, and $5,300 came in through Facebook to help remodel this basement. It's happening now. So thank you very much. It's the heart of God to touch our community and see the needs and do what we can to engage that. Now, speaking of engagement, uh, that's a, also a big deal in our church. So inwardly and in our staff, we're like, hey, are we getting any traction spiritually? Are people moving forward? Is, is things coming together to say, hey, we need to take some steps? And so we do our best to kind of track that. 
You know, is anyone taking up Bibles? Anyone downloading our right now media? Is anyone making comments that, that I'm invited someone? Is anybody uh, grouping up? And so we saw a lot of people, even first time people, start inviting people, start giving, uh, start uh, getting involved with our, our life groups, even our, our prayer team. Uh, there's over 40 people who participate in our email prayer and dozens and dozens of, of mm, alarming or tragic things have happened. Will you pray for my friend? There's a situation. It goes out to these 40 prayer warriors, and they pray, and we saw a lot of intercessor. We saw a lot of people being helped because of these prayer people. So people were taking steps, and that really warms our heart that we see some things happening, even in the midst of this very tough year. But ultimately, the thing that really gets us excited is if someone says yes to Jesus, if they take a step into a new life of Jesus Christ. In this last year, 19 people, as best we could, tracked and made an indication. They say, yes, I want a new life in Jesus. Some of them were teenagers. On Winston, yeah, amen. You clap and you should clap because in the Bible it says there's more rejoicing in heaven over one person who repents than anything else in heaven. It's a big deal to God and it's a big deal to us when people change their eternal destination in Christ Jesus. I remember um, one a young uh, wife, she's been coming periodically and I know in her heart she wanted her husband to just kind of feel and know what she knew and, and, and that Sunday he came and it was a salvation Sunday. We were praying. We were planning for it. And, and the, the invitation was made, and he indicated, yes, I want Jesus in my heart. My friends, that's what we're talking about here. That's what we're focused. If you're interested in that, if you, you have a heart for that, a changed life, new life, they can thrive and grow in Jesus Christ. That's who Faithbrook is. And, and it wouldn't happen unless people cared about it. It wouldn't happen unless people prayed about it. It wouldn't happen if people uh, underwrote the, the uh, financial uh, um, responsibilities that we have. And so finances, we need to be accountable to that. And I'm going to ask our church financial director, Michelle Hamilton, to come and kind of give you a oral verbal report of where we are financially this last year. I really appreciate Michelle's help. She does a lot of, of work behind the scenes with her help of Nancy Ramsey, right? Just tracking, keeping it very uh, low key and, and honest and, and, um, with integrity. So she can just share our last year with our finances. Oh, let's get you a mic. It is on. Um, this last year, our budget was 480,000. I'll try not to bore you too much with numbers, but for some people, they love the numbers. Our budget was 480,000. But just as we started our year, we lost a few significant families just moving, things like that, life events, and then COVID hit, and I told Jim, I'm like, I don't know that we're going to fulfill our budget of 480000 but last year, God gave us 31 new giving families. Mm -hmm. And those new giving families um, basically took in all the slack that those left. Um, in fact, we exceeded our budget by $1,800. So just a little. 
Um, and we do have some staffing changes this year, which I'm sure Jim will get into. And so we did need to increase our budget. So we are at a budget of 495,000. We have permission to go to 500,000 if we need to, but I try to keep it within reality. Um, how we approached our pandemic spending this last year, I would say very carefully, very cautiously. We applied for, received, and was forgiven the PPP loan last spring. And we used those funds towards our online cameras because that was our biggest need at the time. And we had various other COVID expenses, like we didn't have automatic hand sanitizers before. What, you know, So things like that that we just needed to um, purchase. We do have some cash reserves. In fact, we have very solid cash reserves. Our board has had a policy for years of taking our annual budget and having 20% of that set aside in cash reserves just in case something drastic happens and we've never had to go that far, but we always have that money set aside just to be prudent. We do have a daycare that rents from us and we don't use those funds in our annual budget. Again, we set those aside. Um, they, let's see, we have about 140,000 in rental funds from them. We put them in a category called rental funds. And at the moment we have them earmarked towards, well, at the moment it's a parking lot, but we chose that a couple years ago when we were getting maxed out on our parking and then COVID hit and we said, I don't know if we'll need a parking lot anytime really soon, but we still have those funds there for a parking lot if we need it. We also have building funds set aside of about $100,000, and we just have extra savings over the years of just being prudent and wise and careful and cautious with our spending of about $135,000. So sometimes I get a little nervous telling people, oh, we got cash reserves, we're solid, because I don't want them to think, oh, well, they don't need my money. They, I don't need to give. I can just you know, find someplace else. Or, I guess the message I would like to give you with that is you can trust us. You know, we've got those funds, we're very careful, we're very cautious, so you can trust us with your giving. Um, because of our, uh, the pandemic and the parking lot kind of being put on hold for the time being, uh, the church board said, let's work on our debt. We don't have a lot of debt. We only have 480,000 worth of debt on this brand new building. Um, the board said to take, they would like to put 100,000 towards our debt to pay off, to help pay that down, I guess. But they want to do it cautiously with 10000 a month for the next 10 months. That way we can just kind of keep an eye on it, make sure the finances are still doing what they should be doing and people are still giving and, uh, you know, everything's going appropriately. We don't anticipate a parking lot soon, but it did seem like a good idea to pay down the debt. And we're going to reevaluate next winter, see where we are with those funds. Do we need to pay down more? Is it time to pull it back, see how things are doing? So we're always, I'd say we're pretty nimble. COVID has taught us to be pretty nimble with our finances and be ready to you know, pivot on a moment's notice. So if you have any questions, please ask. We try our best to be as open and transparent with people when it comes to finances as possible. Um, but yet we don't put out huge reports of data and those don't usually get looked at. So feel free just to come and ask me some questions if you need to. Thanks. All right. Let's give her a hand. Thank you, Michelle. I'll take it. Yeah. Thank and thank you for giving. Without your sacrifice and your generous giving, it's hard to be stable and confident to do ministry 
in an excellent and a relevant way when we're not sure uh, what money's coming in and when. So thank you so uh, much. I want to give some shout-outs to a couple of people. Uh, first of all, I wanted to shout out to our church board. These are what other churches might call elders. We call them church board. Uh, their main job is to keep me in line. That's what their main job is. No, their main job is just to be a guide over our mission and our values and our vision. So every other month we're coming together. How's the church doing? What are we hearing? Uh, what's the heartbeat? What's the impulse? Are we healthy uh, financially to emotionally? How's our staff doing? And so uh, I count on these people, and they are great partners uh, just representing the church and uh, being uh, stewards and trustees of what God has asked us to do. I also want to uh, have a big shout-out for Katie and Taylor Greenhill. Uh, this young couple here uh, came to us seven years ago, fresh and green out of college. Katie is a, um, a full-time graphic artist. Taylor had a heart for youth and music. And they were from Oklahoma. And so would you come up to the great north and be our part-time youth pastor, our media web people, and our uh, worship person? He's like, you want me to do that part-time? Yeah. Uh, and they said, yes, it was a miracle. And they came up. We had, uh, you know, nine or ten teenagers said, would you minister to them and love them? And for the last ten years, uh, they have built that uh, youth group up. Now there are 20, 22, 25 teenagers, and he's a little tired. All right, so he had a lot on plate. So this last year, the board's like, okay, we're going we're gonna to restructure a little bit. We're going to let him kind of stand down and pass the baton of youth ministry over to Brendan Burnt, who just graduated from uh, his Crown College in Youth and Family Ministries. And, and by the way, we're just going to brag on them that, that Katie had a lot to do with as we got into this building. So did Taylor. Uh, her, I could say her fingerprint is all over this, uh, this place, the color schemes, the fonts, the designs. Every Sunday we have this wonderful uh, graphic uh, graph and, and videos. This all has to do with this couple. They do a lot of this. And so uh, we just, the board gave uh, Taylor a little gift to say thank you for your seven years. He's breathing a little bit easier. So would you just uh, give it up for, for Pastor Taylor and his seven years of youth ministry. Thank you, Pastor Taylor. He's, he's back there. Thank you very much. Well, and just to acknowledge all our volunteers, uh, right now as you're sitting here comfortably, there's people back there working with our, our children and ministering to them, and we just say thank you. Now, speaking of volunteers, every year we try, it doesn't happen every year, to just highlight uh, a family or a person that's really gone over and above, distinguished themselves as just a servant of Christ, just an incredible volunteer couple. And this morning, I'd like the New Hearts to come out this morning because they, have, they are receiving this year the uh, Faithbrook Distinguished Service Award. And let me just explain. Wait, just hold your applause. Here. Come, come on over here. We've got cameras to be you know, sensitive, okay? Yeah, so let me just brag on uh, Ryan and Lori Newharth. Uh, I've been here on this journey with uh, this church in, in Osseo for 20 years, and they have always been in the trenches, caring and serving. Both of them have served uh, some time on our church board. Um, Ryan has been part of our finance team and just working with Michelle and say, you know, how do we maneuver and what's the wisest things to do? Um, Lori, bless her heart, has been our constant preschool lead. I can't tell you how many years 
She's like, Pastor, I'll take that on. I'll try to schedule and work with other volunteers and train them. And when, when nobody else showed up, she would be there for years in Osseo, and then we moved here. She's even, she's even doing it today, all right? Just the quality and the caliber of people. They are generous givers. Uh, they, they are one of the first ones to show up when we have a work day or a service project. Uh, they bring their kids, and it's like, this is how it happens, man. This is the love of God, just to give of our time and our talents, and, and they've been all in. Uh, another thing you need to know about these people is the building you're sitting in had a lot to do with them. So we didn't have a lot of construction people in our, in our church, but we knew this project was going to be huge to, to relocate from Osseo and start anew in, in Dayton here on this corner. And Ryan said, you know, I will kind of be the project manager. I will get the spreadsheets out, and, and we'll be looking at bids and calculating that and trying to keep everything in line. And, and he did a great job of just keeping me sane a little bit and keeping us on course. And we had an opportunity for a, a miraculous grant called the John Lasco Grant. You had to apply for it, and you had to do a lot of diligence. And Lori said, I'll help be on that team. And they put together a, a wonderful proposal for this grant, and we received that grant because of her and some other people's diligence, hard work and time to make this happen. So um, on behalf of Faithbrook and, and, our, and the denomination we're part of, Church of Nazarene, we want to give you this certificate. And every time we give one of these, $125 goes to our missionaries on the front line um, to help them with their medical needs. So thank you so much for your, your distinguished service through the years. God bless you. Congratulations. Congratulations. Well, as you could tell, there, there's a lot to be thankful for, and God has helped us, um, and, and we did survive. But my friends, I want to just share today that we want to do more than survive. We want to thrive this next coming years, because God has put an incredible mission on our life and our church, and that is to love God with all our hearts and to love people like Christ would love people. And let's do it together in this busy kind of secular society. Let's do it together. That is our heart, to love God, love people, and to journey together. And where we want to go is to lead people into a new and thriving life in Christ. That somebody wakes up and says, I need Christ, and starts a new beginning because Faithbrook was there for them. And they journey, and they grow, and they thrive, and they, they uh, mature in their life. See, I believe this world is drifting away from God. I think it's showing up in our families. I think it's showing up in our harshness in our society. And God has placed on us a great vision and a mission to go forth. Five years ago, before we even moved into this basement, God laid this scripture on our church leadership. It was out of Acts 26. It says, I'm sending you to open up their eyes and turn them from darkness to light. How many believe that's getting a little darker in America? How many believe that there is a power and someone has to go? Someone has to have the courage. Someone has to try to penetrate the darkness and help open people's eyes to the darkness, to the good news of the light. Because there's a power of Satan. But God is on the other side for our lives and our families and our souls. So they, that what? Here's the goal. That people would receive forgiveness of sins. 
they would connect the dots and say, you know what? I got issues with God. I need to be forgiven. And a place, a home, a family among those who are sanctified by faith. Now, that word sanctified is a pretty religious word, but it really means to be set apart. That, that, that you, you are now God's child, that God has a purpose for you, and that, that he wants you to shine the light. He wants you to be salt and light out there in this dark world. That's what's on our heart. That's where we want to go. And I know that God has allowed us to be on this corner of this ever-growing area of Dayton and Fernbrook and Elm Creek, and this time with these people to make a difference uh, in our area. Now, if I could be honest with you this morning, I, I just wanted to share a little thing. It hasn't always been easy this last year. There has been some grief. There has been some bewilderment sometimes. Of where do we go? Correspondence and just kind of drifting around there. But through it all, there's, there's been these volunteers that's like, uh, would you please come? I know it's risky. There could be some safety issues. Would you come? Because a lot of people just kind of, stepped away for different reasons of volunteering and, and serving. So I've been pondering and thinking about this, and, and God gave me a thought about churches. It, it's kind of like a backyard deck, a backyard deck. How many of you have a backyard deck? How many of you like backyard decks? Oh, there's something, I think, special about the deck, especially in Minnesota in the summer, right? I mean, if you're invited over to like a deck party, you get out there and there's, there's the, the blue sky and the birds chirping and hopefully there's kids on the deck or down on the grass. Uh, there's, there's a breeze happening. Maybe someone's turning on the radio and there's a little bit of music and, and you're, you're relaxing, you're, you're, you're replenishing yourself. Hopefully there's some conversation. You're learning, you're laughing, right? And every deck has a grill and somebody fires up that grill and you know what's coming because, you know, they, bet they bought the best juicy burgers and your mouth is just watering to the chunk, just get into that juicy burger. Or maybe there's a steak, right? And then they throw all some ballpark Frank hot dogs and those things are plumping up and those kids are coming up and, and they've got their little doughy bun, right? And they're going to put that little hot dog in that bun, right? And right? And it's a good time, right? On the backyard deck, man, people are getting fed. People are getting replenished, my friends. That's what the vision is for Faithbrook, that God is calling us to be, to be a local church that offers this backyard deck, that there is life-giving, replenishing truths and principles in the Spirit of God that gets into our life. And so when you're invited, there's someone that's on the grill, that they are giving the, the, the bread of life, the, the Word of God that is tangible. Oh, I understand that. that. That makes sense to me. And God speaks to that to change their life, to transform their life, and to build building blocks and principles and quality of life that spreads not only into their family and their marriages, but around our community and our world. And, and just like the backyard, maybe somebody turns on the music, and you're like, yeah, I love that music, right? We get a little bit of jiggy, like, woohoo. Right, and it replenishes. It reminds us of the assurance of God. It reminds us that God still loves us and who we are, and we so need that in this cruel, demanding work. Our kids show up, and we want our kids here to have fun on that deck. We, they're in our classes, man. There's some, there's some fun, and there's some music, and there's some crafts, and there's the stories about how God's faithfulness. And how God's in a building to their life and loves them for forgiveness and the family is replenished. 
I like how Peter says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, we want Faithbrook. We want Sunday mornings especially. We want life groups, people to taste and see that the Lord is good. And we want you to be so confident about our church that you, you bring your friends. You want to invite your friends. And so when you walk on that deck and their lights are on and there's some comfortable chairs and the grill is on and the music is on, and you're like, this is going to be a great evening that you're going to love it and your life could be changed and replenished. But one of the things that you don't see or think about at all is the support beams that are under that deck. And you don't know this, but there are several four-by-fours, usually four-by-fours, that are holding up this wonderful deck that you're standing on. Nobody goes down under the deck and says, hey, let's check out the, the support beams. Aren't they great? How cool is that? No, but if they're not there, then the deck is in trouble. You know what I mean. And friends, some degree... This is where we've been this last year. We, we've only had just enough support beams to hold up the church. Now, by code, they, they say that each 4x4 four four can hold about six foot safely of uh, a, a face uh, or a deck face, six foot. Well, they can hold up more, okay, without the deck collapsing, but they cannot hold it up too long. Before you know it, they're going to strain. They're going to crack. And sometimes, if I might be honest with you, there's only been so many volunteers at Faithbrook, man. They're just looking at me like, Jim, this is like the sixth time in a row, all right, that we're helping in this area or this way. And I'm like, I know, man, just hang on. You're helping to give life to other people. And so I want to invite you just kind of think about maybe how you can engage some, you've heard about the 20-80 rule, right? That 20% of the people are doing 80% of the work. What if that was reversed? What, what if 80% of the people, uh, each of them had 20%, right? That they weren't carrying the load so hard. Remember, we're not just here to survive and say, whoo, at least your deck is up. You survived. We want to thrive. We want to expand the deck. Now, some of the, the people that understood this and say, man, we believe in this, and we want help. It's a couple of families that came into partnership this new year. We call partnership rather than membership because we are linking arms and partnership for the cause of Christ that God has laid on our, our church. So here's a couple of families I want to just introduce this last year. It's like, man, we're in. We want to be officially part of this church, Dane and Heidi and Eric and Amy. They each have their place where they're volunteering. They're each in, in life groups and growing. They attend, they give, uh, they care. They're inviting other people. That's our core values. They're all in. We want to welcome them to uh, Faithbrook this year because they understand that other people need to be invited to the deck. And other people need to come on a deck in the church and say, you know, this thing's not going to crack and break down. It's healthy. Why? Because there are givers. There are volunteers. Everyone is taking their place to offer this deck and expand the deck. Jesus said in, in John 8, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know that the truth and the truth will set you free. Now, you might think I'm weird, and you think, Jim, you're just getting all cranked up. And see, I have seen, I have experienced, and I know that the truth of Christ will set you free. Not only from your sins, but it can set you free in your emotions and in, in, in other uh, social issues, that the, the principles of Christ and this truth that we need, that we're all created by God. No matter who you are, your skin color, or where you're from, you're created and special to God. He loves you. He redeemed you. And he wants to have life with you for eternal life. That truth 
is that we are broken people. We have all fallen from God, and we are perishing unless we receive God's forgiveness by faith through his grace. Now, friends, what we do here at Faithbrook is, has eternal consequences. I don't know what you do for a living, but I don't know what you sell or you manufacture or what you administrate is going to have eternal difference. But if we lose or win here, it's going to make a difference in a thousand years. If people do not connect, if new people moving into this area, families, boys and girls do not connect to Jesus Christ, there's going to be an eternal situation there. Now, you might not believe that, but I've seen evidence of that, and I believe that, that it's an eternal difference. And I believe the truth of God that's in the Word of God can help us with our identity. What's our purpose? Where am I going? Who am I? It's all there in God's purpose, that God accepts us. God can heal us. And this trickles over to our relationships, from our marriage status to our friends to our parenting. And this truth of God can heal our hearts. We've all been damaged. There's been some instructions there. But when God comes in, he can heal us from our hurts, heal us from our past, and help us with our grieving. But what we sell here, what we offer in this deck starts on the inside. It's a spiritual thing. It's a, it's a private thing that starts on the inside. And you just don't pick it up at Target. You just don't pick it up on Amazon. It's a personal thing that starts, but it starts spreading out outwardly into our community and around our world. From from helping the homeless people to desperate people to global engagements and world missions. But God needs all of us because just a few support beams can't manage it. And pretty soon there's some tiresome, there's some, some weariness, right? And eventually it will crack or, or kind of um, collapse. Now, I'd like for you to think about how you can engage, how you can volunteer. Some of you are like, you know, Jim, I'm, I'm like 80 years old. I, I can't hardly open up a door. I can't hold a baby. But yes, I know a lot of our seniors like, but I can pray. I can pray for that, that pastor. I can pray for that staff members. I can be on that, that prayer chain. I can have a smile and, and encourage people. Because see, the more support beams that we have financially and just physically help support and span the goodness of that deck of that church that God wants to invite the neighbors. God wants to invite the world. And we want you to have confidence. Say, you know, I want you to come to my church because when you come to my church, man, it's going to not be all broken down and, 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 old and boring, right? You're going to enjoy it. There's going to be someone at the door. The coffee's going to be hot. Your kids are going to have a blast because we've got enough volunteers. They're going to love your kids, man. And hopefully that preacher can bring it, right? That you're not going to get bored to death, right? And, and it's going to be awesome. And God's going to touch your life. That's the vision that we want in your life. Now, now it takes volunteers. And, and I know that everyone is busy. I, I don't hardly meet anyone that says, you know, Jim, I'm not busy. Uh, everyone has something they're carrying. Everyone is stressed out. And so here's the temptation. We're like, you know what, Pastor? You know, I know there's some other people that are less busy and stressed out to me, and they can volunteer and they can show up. But for me, in this time, we're just really kind of maxed out and got a lot of things going, and there's some stress over here. I just want to say, welcome to the club, okay? Because I don't know these people. I haven't been introduced to these people. These people are busy and they got a lot of things going on and stuff. But some of these people, are like, you know, I'm going to make time, put me on the schedule. Let me talk to someone, see what I can use my gifts, and because we want to hold up that deck. I want to invite my friends, and I want when those kids come and those people come, I want them to have a great experience of God because God went all the way to the cross for that. And he's not here. His people are here. 
His church is here. He says, you got to do it because we've got we got a breaking down, broken, dark world. And it's counting on us Christians or people who, who equate Faithbrook as their church to be on their game, to go forward and be part of one of those support beams to hold up his deck. Now, if we're just waiting for someone, that other family or someone to say, well, I got some time, I'll do it. My friends, we, we won't do very well. And there might be some, some, some straining to the max or even some collapsing of the deck somewhere, but we can, we can do it. It's not just about surviving. I'm here to report to you that we had some wins. We made it through. Praise God, I'm so grateful. But God's laid us on our hearts and said, don't be content with that. We want to thrive in Jesus Christ, that lives are changed. New life happens. People are going forward. So, th- so, if you're, so if you're interested in this, I'd like for you to take out your red card that is in front of you. I'd like everyone to take out the red card, whether you're a, a partner here, long-term member, old, young. It'd be awesome if every person takes a red card. And by the way, there's a pin in front of you. You can keep that pen, that high-quality pen. You just take that home if you're willing to take out that card. So this is our assignment today, is to write your name in a contact. And I'd like for us to, um, if, you are, if you're already volunteering, it's like, Jim, I'm one of those people. Would you just write a little note of where you volunteer at? You might say worship team, tech team, guest services, children. And you might write a note to say about your experience. That would encourage us. Maybe it's a bad experience. I don't know. We need some feedback, okay? Now, if you're not involved in our church, but you're just like, well, I think I'd like to, or maybe God's calling me to, there's a little list down here, interested in, and this here says, uh, volunteering on a team. Now, if you check that right there, uh, and we're going to get back to you to just have a conversation with you. You're not going to be plugged in tomorrow, all right? But say, hey, we noticed that you might be interested in being part of expanding this deck, the new life in Christ, people thriving. What do you know? Where would you like to be a part of? You don't have to be perfect to serve here. You don't have to be here for five years before you serve here, right? But we want to have that conversation. Now, if everyone would take their red card and their name, the best way you contact them, little note, or that X, maybe there's something else on here, I don't know, and put it in our, one of our black boxes on the way out. There's one here against the, uh, the wall, and there's one out and one in the lobby. We will receive that in our staff. And the, the people uh, that check that, we'll get back with you and say, hey, where can God use your experiences, your passion, your talents? And together, we're going to be offering, offering a backyard deck for these multiple people that are moving in around here that don't know Christ. See, I'm convinced that, that it's getting a little bit tougher out there in America. People are ignoring God. People are like saying, I think I can do life and family better. But a lot of times they run into problems and there's no hope. There's no supernatural divine help that they can go to. No manual in life to say, how do I navigate this? It's, it's tough. But Christ and Faithbrook offers these, that there is a Savior. There is a, a God who loves that will nurture us and help us. And when, when things get up against it, there are some promises of God and principles of God to build our life on. And that every person can be used to hold up God's church, God's vision, to lead people into a new and thriving life in Christ. See, I'm convinced that God places in a perfect spot for this day 
we got a great staff. We got a great facility. We got a great location. We got a little bit of money in the bank right here. We're solid. We're good. We just need some people to engage, man. And we're going to take this neighborhood. We're going to take this community for Jesus Christ and help change our world. Let's not just survive, but let us thrive. 